Welcome to the BSN Rams podcast presented by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. Use the code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low, Hornung, dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10, here's Van Pelt. He's at the five, touchdown, Colorado State. What's up, guys? Justin Michael here with another edition of the BSN Rams podcast. Stoked to be back on a Thursday afternoon. So sorry that I wasn't able to get any content out for you on Wednesday, but as I explained earlier in the week, I was moving. So, yeah, cut me a little slack, maybe. It was a pretty stressful day yesterday. Had to be out of my old place before noon. I couldn't even start moving into my other place until nine. My landlord ended up being late. Then we got there and the water didn't work. It was this big whole ordeal, but none of that matters now because it's time for football. Football is back, baby. There's no better time of the year. And I'm going to say that again in spring when college basketball comes around because you know, if, if you know me, I'm a college basketball guy, and I'm a college football guy. That's what I live and breathe. That is what I love to talk about, and that's what we're going to talk about today on Thursday's edition of the BSN Rams podcast. You know, fall camp kicked off this morning at about 6.15 in the morning, the sun coming up over the northernmost corner of Canvas Stadium, really a gorgeous, gorgeous scene. I think every single one of us posted it corny sunset at canvas picture uh shout out to the other guys colin kelly and kevin i I just realized now that that was that they all you know very k sounding and then and then there's justin justin colin kevin kelly anyways shout out to those other guys had a lot of fun chatting football with them watching the the early periods of fall camp today it wasn't completely open to the media in years past. We've been fortunate and have been allowed to watch, you know, the entire practice session in fall camp, which is always something that I enjoy because it means that I can give you guys better insight into the team. It means that I can ask better questions to the players and coaches and not rely so heavily on, you know, what they're saying because I can use my own two eyes. But we, we did get to watch about 35, 40 minutes of practice, a lot of individual drills, got to see the quarterbacks throw some routes with wide receivers, DBs working on individual stuff, a little bit of line, 
so you know not not necessarily the sexy stuff but enough to to get a feel for you know who is out there who's working who's ready to go uh we're gonna get into the the two biggest takeaways in a little bit but first i'm just gonna kind of go over some brief notes of just things that i think you guys would probably be interested in uh if you saw on twitter Braylon Scott, who is a redshirt senior, previously has been a defensive back in his collegiate career, led the team in interceptions three years ago. He's moving from safety to wide receiver. That was something that they had been experimenting with over the summer, and Mike Bobo confirmed today that Scott is, in fact, moving from defense to offense. Somewhat surprising to see somebody switch positions so late in their career, but it's it's not... It's not shocking, I suppose. Uh, CSU doesn't have quite as much depth at wide receiver as they've had in previous years. There's a lot of good young guys there, but they're definitely lacking experience. In the secondary, you probably have a little a little more depth than you've had in the last couple of years. So you take one of those guys, you slide them over from defense to offense. Hopefully it works out. Braylon played wide receiver in high school. I, I don't know if he you know how good he was. I don't know what kind of impact he's going to make, but it'll be interesting. It's maybe a little concerning that you're so worried about your wide receiver group, uh, but then again, you're not going to have Nate Craig Myers, the Auburn transfer, for the first couple of games. So, yeah, maybe you add Braylon to the mix. He's able to make some plays, and that buys you some time, especially until you add Nate Craig Myers into the fold. As far as I know, Nate Craig Myers won't be eligible until week three, that could change if they get a waiver, but as far as as far as we know, we're going to operate under the assumption that Nate Craig Myers won't be playing the first couple of games. Uh, but we did get to see him today. He was wearing number four, and he he definitely has great size. I mean, like I said, we only got to watch a little bit today, and so not like it was. And it's it's in shorts. It's not like they're in full contact. But what jumped out to both uh, Kevin Lytle and I was just the size difference between Warren Jackson and the rest of the wide receivers. Warren just dwarfs them all. He, he stands out significantly when he's in a group of those guys, of guys that are, you know, pretty big compared to the rest of the general population. But, yeah, it, it's interesting. CSU's kind of got, they got a lot of speed, but not quite as much size as they have had in years past. Maybe you move Braylon Scott, a lanky guy over there, that helps. Moving on, Richard King, a defensive lineman, has been medically disqualified and will no longer play football. Really a, really a bummer. King was injured in the Colorado game last year, didn't play the rest of the season, tried to pass the physical this, you know, this summer, was not able to do so, and so his football career has come to an end. We are wishing Richard all the best. You know, I, this game is just, it's so brutal and it can be taken away from you in one play. And, you know, I just, I feel for these guys. They're human beings and I, I wish Richard King well. After that, uh, we're, we're going to move on here again. Desmond Knoll, who signed with CSU out of Ohio, in the spring, is not currently on campus. He's a guy who we kind of projected to compete for a starting position, maybe a guard, maybe center, 
guard seemed more likely, but he's not on campus at the moment. The way Bobo described it, it seems like they're still waiting for a word on whether he's going to make it or not. They didn't really clarify on what they're waiting on, but typically in these situations it has to do with qualifying. So I guess I, I imagine they're waiting on grades or something like that. But will be interesting, as I laid out in my camp preview piece, determining a starting five along the offensive line is probably the most crucial aspect to the success of the offense this year. I think you have a solid starting quarterback in Colin Hill. I don't think you have as great of depth at wide receiver in the, as you have had in the past, but you still have a solid group of guys. you got good running backs in Marcus McElroy and Marvin Kinsey. You have a really group deep group of tight ends. I think, deceptively, the tight end group might actually be the deepest skill position group with, you know, McBride, with McBride and Cameron Butler, excuse me. Uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they get some of these guys involved. I have been kind of pounding on tables for the last couple of years trying to get the tight ends more involved. I think that CSU would be wise to do so this season. I think they're going to. So yeah, good overall, pretty good first day of camp. Mike Bobo afterwards was, he was really positive, which seems to be the the theme of fall camp, at least in these early stages, both Colin Hill and Mike Bobo really just raving about the attitude, the focus, talking about how the mistakes of last year, that they've learned from them, that, you know, when you when you go through it first times, it can make you or break you. They, they think that they have the right guys this time around, yada, yada, yada. You hear that kind of stuff every year. So, you know, how much weight you can actually put into that, it's it's tough to say. But I will I will say that from being being around the program for as long as I have, you can kind of get a sense when the locker room isn't connected, when guys aren't close, and when, you know, they'll, they'll always say that they're close, but you, you can just feel it when you're out on the field, what kind of relationship these guys have. And it just, the vibe feels a lot better. And I know you can't really determine that on day one. So I, I don't want to put too much into it. And it, it's going to be a long month, a lot can change, but... I will say from from being around the team, the, the vibes seem good. It seems like people are focused. It seems like there's not quite as much selfishness going on. You got a lot of guys challenging each other and, and sparking competition. That's really all you can hope for as a football team. You'd love to win, but effort is what really comes down to it. And last, you know, there were times last year where this team or that team, you know, they didn't buy in. And maybe things will be different this time around. Day one was good. We'll see how day two goes. Uh, but, you know, after the break, we're going to come back and I'm going to give you my two biggest takeaways from camp. It's time to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic American amber ale. 
but they just released a new beer called the Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they're calling this a light-hearted Kolsch Ale. But for those of you that have no idea what that means, this is that light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer. And make sure you also look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. We just launched it, and you'll be able to see all of the events we have planned, where we'll be drinking Breck beers at all of them. So RSVP, and have a great time. Welcome back, guys. As I said before the break, I'm going to give my two biggest takeaways from fall camp day one. As I said earlier, you know, there's only so much you can take away from when these guys are out there in shorts. Uh, on top of that, we didn't get to watch the entire practice. We only got to watch indie periods, and so that's about the first 40 minutes. But, you know, still football. Still got to see a little bit of action and talk about it with the coaches and players, and that's that's what we're all here for, man. That's what we all love. So let's let's jump right into it. My first takeaway from today might be a little bit surprising to some folks, but there there is no quarterback competition right now I'll admit that even I was a little bit curious as to you know what the staff would be thinking as far as Patrick O'Brien goes but at this moment in time Colin Hill is undeniably your starting quarterback unless he you know gets injured again or you know for some reason his game just completely falls off a cliff maybe he gets amnesia after bumping his head I don't know something like that Unless that happens, Colin is going to be the guy. In fact, at this point, I would argue that there's probably, you know, there's probably competition even for the the number two role. I was I was talking with Kelly Lyle today, and he kind of told me, you know, I, I'm not so sure that Justice McCoy wouldn't be the backup quarterback. And I, I thought it was a great point because Justice is he's a redshirt sophomore. He's been in the system for couple of years, uh, I, his arm strength is probably about the same as Patrick O'Brien. doesn't seem like either one of them are particularly accurate with the football. Colin is definitely better at that than both of them, so I'm going to be interesting. But for those of you that were hoping for another quarterback competition, and, and honestly, I don't know why you would be rooting for that after the last year we had to watch you know, KJ and Colin going back and forth seemingly at random. But at this point in time, it's Colin's team. He's he's the vocal leader on offense. They talked about it today, how he's trying to be the guy. Bobo really praised him for, for stepping up, not just with his individual work and going above and beyond in that aspect. You know, As we saw, he worked at the Manning Passing Academy, worked on his footwork, worked on accuracy. But beyond that, he really worked hard on just becoming a better role model for his teammates, being more vocal with guys, trying to challenge them to push themselves both on and off the field. And and when you see him speak, you just you can tell, man, he's in his element. He he feels like he's the guy right now. I think for the first time in a long time he's finally healthy. Uh I mean I'm not sure he's ever gonna necessarily be like one hundred percent how he felt before those two ACL tears, but he definitely looked good. He had no issues throwing the football today. Uh, Mike Bobo did say he thought he was aiming it a little bit, but that's more, you know, about thinking too much about the placement. He wants Colin to get back to just kind of gripping it and ripping it. 
He's got a great arm. You know, when he's healthy, he's probably an NFL prospect. And I think, you know, Bobo brought up today also Jordan Love uh, winning winning preseason, you know, player of the year. I think that, that might have ruffled old Colin's feathers a little bit. I think Colin maybe deep down inside feels like, you know, I'm the best quarterback in the league, probably not getting the attention just because of the history. He doesn't really have the film the last couple of years to necessarily prove that. But, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll say it. I think Colin Hill has the best NFL potential of any of the quarterbacks currently in the Mountain West. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward with him. Uh, but I was, I definitely was intrigued by the command that Colin had both at the podium and while out on the field today. It's going to be a fun year. Second takeaway, it's just... I liked the positivity. Um, I know some people are going to be like, this is a this is a results business. And you want to know what? They know it. The team knows it. The coaches know it. Bobo brought it up today. He's brought it up multiple times in the past. He knows the results haven't been good enough, guys. Like, you think, if you think that he's content just making a couple million dollars and going three and nine every year, you don't know him because that's not the kind of guy he is. Last year killed him, and this year they're trying to they're trying to learn from that, and that's a tough thing to do. It's 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 hard to not only overcome a losing season, but to completely change the culture of a locker room, and that's kind of what this coaching staff was tasked with doing. It's no secret that last year's group was not. I don't want to say they weren't together because I don't I don't necessarily know if that's a fair statement. But I will say that it, it's clear that they weren't as tight as they probably should have been and how you would like them to be because that kind of stuff matters, guys. It, it really, really does. The, the X's and O's and the practice and everything, all that stuff, that comes with time. But if, if you have a group of guys that aren't, you know, they're not fully committed to each other, no, they're not fully committed the getting in the playbook and practicing for their teammates because that's 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 what you need for a good football team not not just wanting to get better because I individually want to put up numbers because all football players want to put up numbers it's I want to get better because I don't want to let my brother down I don't want to let my team down and that's the kind of mindset that CSU is trying to to install this year that's the culture that they're trying to create and, you know, it's day one, it's early, they're in shorts, I don't know how much stock you could put into it, but I will say that from being around the team for, you know, four or five years now, or I guess we're going on six, man, I'm old, uh, but just having been around the team in the last couple of years, I can definitely say that this feels a lot better, I'd say this is the best vibe that you've felt since you know, probably preseason 2017, or, you know, really going back to the end of the 2016 season, that's about the the most hyped I've I've seen the locker room in the last couple years. But overall, I, I like the attitude. I like that there doesn't seem to be a sense of, you know, poor us, poor me. We we had such a terrible season last year. It was so hard. It's more of a man, that sucked, let's grind and not ever have to go through that again type mindset. But overall, really liked the attitude on day one. 
Uh, I liked what I heard from Colin Hill. I liked that he looked healthy, and I liked that, you know, he said that he's not thinking about his knee anymore because to me, that's one of the most important things that for him to say. That's that's what we need Colin Hill to do if he's going to succeed. We need him to go out there and play football and not be thinking about, you know, can I plant right now? Because if that's the case, this team's not going to win. All right, guys, we're going to talk a little bit more about camp when we get back. We're going to take one more quick break here. But, yeah, we'll be right back. Rams football is back. The wait is over. It's time for fall camp, and we're giving you the best deal that we've run since we went to the free t-shirt format with subscriptions. But it won't last long. Here's the deal. If you use the code GORAMS, you will get our annual package for $34.99, which not only is a $10 discount off our current annual package, but it comes out to $2.91 per month, which is almost 50% off our standard monthly price. But it's not just about the discount. You're also getting a free premium Rams t-shirt, which is a $27 value. You get to have your comments read on this podcast. You get all of our exclusive content on bsndenver.com. And if you don't like reading, but you want the inside details, subscribers get all of our Broncos written stories in audio form, meaning we read all of our written content to you. And then, of course, there's our film reviews, game grades, and just being part of the BSN Rams community. So go to bsndenver.com or download the app and use the promo code GORAMS, all one word, to join the family today. Welcome back, guys. We're just about done here for today's episode, but I just wanted to sum things up with some final thoughts on today's practice. Like I said earlier, you know, there's only so much you can get out of a practice in shorts. Obviously, intensity is going to pick up as as they go to full pads and with intensity, you know, with that physicality and the, and the intensity that comes with full pads, things are going to get a little bit more heated. Everyone's not going to be so, so perky like they were on, you know, Thursday morning, the first day of practice, everyone's just excited to be, to be back and having football. Uh, but I, I, I do think that there, there is something to be said for just keeping a positive attitude. Obviously, you know, this is a results business, like we went over earlier, and like we will continue to go over all season, especially if this team isn't winning. But that being said, you know, life happens, and how you respond from that is really what defines you. And so I'm really curious to see what this team is made of, because let me tell you, man, I've, I've fallen on my face quite a few times, even in the last couple of years, but I'm still chugging, and now I'm in this awesome position. I'm at BSN Denver working with great people. I get to be a part of an awesome community, and yeah, you know, people didn't give up on me, so I feel stoked about that, and, and, and I'm not trying to get too corny with you guys here because, look, I get it. If, you, if, if this team doesn't win, there's going to be some pitchforks, and honestly... I, I won't be trying to extinguish them. But the beauty of fall camp is that the possibility, it's, it's all still here. You know, this team, all of their dreams are still on the table. And you, you got to compete as if, you know, you truly believe that. If you don't actually believe that you can compete and that what you are doing is going to help you win, you're not going to get there. And I think there were times last year where 
the roster wasn't necessarily all on the same page. I, I don't think guys were quite as bonded. And it showed. And there was a, you know, I wrote about it about a week ago. There was a, a three-week stretch last year where CSU basically just got throttled by, you know, double digits and three straight games in, in league play. And that's that's always concerning when you're getting beat beaten in league, especially as badly as that. But what what always bothered me about that stretch last season, way more than the than the wins and losses and way more than the scoreboard, was the fact that you could see, you could visibly see that the players had given up on the season. And that just doesn't happen all that frequently. I think obviously the team had to go through just so much adversity last year, and, and, and it was a crappy situation. So, you know, maybe maybe it was just a fluke, and maybe this team comes back this year and we see, you know, a rejuvenated program. I'm not saying all of a sudden they're a 10 or an 11 win team, but, you know, maybe they're a you know, 5 or 6 win team competing for a bowl at least you know maybe they're not competing for championships or anything like that but it's a competitive season it's fun for the fans maybe you can beat some rivals you get some juice going then you build off that next year Colin Hill's final season and you know maybe you're able to do something special but when you when you don't buy in you don't even give yourself the chance and this team never really bought in last year so maybe that's the difference this year. We'll see. It's going to be a long year. Definitely intrigued to see how everything plays out. I'll be here for you through it all. Make sure you're keeping up with all of our content at bsndenver.com. I had a written article this morning just talking about the, just really going into detail with some of the quotes and stuff about the positivity and the stuff I've been rambling about for the past 20 minutes. But... Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be an interesting year. I'm looking forward to bringing you guys content through it all. We'll be back tomorrow.